Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome in to Bet the Edge. Happy Valentine's Day to all the lovebirds out there. More importantly, happy Drew Dinsick Day. Big winner, Drew Dinsick Day. We're going to get into that in just a minute here. We appreciate you guys being with us as always on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Coming up on today's podcast, Drew and I are going to look back on the Rams Super Bowl victory and breakdown by last night. It wasn't only a good one for us, but for a lot of you guys, a lot of the betters as well. Ron Delzell jumping on the show, and we'll get into how PointsBet has already set prices for next year's Super Bowl champion and also get into some college hoops plays for tonight. And you got to stick around for an Olympic breakdown from Drew and, of course, our edge of the day, our best bets. All that and a lot more coming up here on Bet the Edge powered by PointsBet. Drew, look at that jersey ring on Cooper Cup jersey MVP. So for those of you following us for the last, I don't know, over a month now, Drew's had a massive future bet and implications riding on the Los Angeles Rams to get it done. Lo and behold, they do. You, my friend, are a big winner. I got to hear before we get into, uh, you know, all the money coming in on last night's game across the board and over at points bet. Just your perspective and you watching that game and, and how it all went down for you. Yeah, uh, you mentioned it off the top. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Sarah. Happy Valentine's Day to our guy, Cooper Cup. What an incredible performance, particularly when they needed it most. It was so fun. He was basically the cheat code in the fourth quarter. Uh, when the going got tough, it was like, hey, what? We I forgot. We have Cooper Cup on the team. Give it to him. And yes, the Rams only know how to win one way, and it is the very, very exciting way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's uh, it was... A lot of that game, it felt like they were winning in spite of some of the in-game decision-making that Sean McVay uh, made, which is funny because that was what we were talked about, I feel like, all week last week, which was a, like, you know, are, are they going to be able to get it done in spite of McVay? And, and sure enough, um, they had just enough to do it. Uh, it's, it's, you know, incredible job by you with handicapping the props last week. I believe your edges of the day were absolutely outstanding. A bunch of them, not even, you know, the rocking chair winners, just no, no doubters. Um, Cam Akers under, congratulations. Uh, over two and a half players to attempt to pass was a sweet one. Fantastic week uh, in Los Angeles handicapping. With I miss guys. doing shows in person with everyone and you and our team, but we have to be happy with all of our winners that came home. Uh, over two and a half players to attempt to pass was my favorite plus money wager that came home pretty early and ended up four players attempting a pass, which was very exciting. By the way, people commenting, congratulations to you, Drew, on your big winner. Did you end up hedging um, at all throughout the game? And were you sweating? Did you question getting involved on the other side? I thought hard about it, but ultimately I stayed pat. And I was looking for, I feel like when we predicted the scores at the end of blitzing the board, I was 23-20 Rams. But honestly, I thought 
there was an opportunity to come in on some Bengals if they if the Rams had a two score lead in the second half of that game. We never saw that come to fruition as they were playing from behind almost immediately coming out of that second half mm-hmm. uh, with the huge touchdown to Higgins followed by the uh, interception for Stafford on the next play. It, you know, it was that was such a wild swing, and uh, at that point, um, you know, I was in I was in a hole. The live line wasn't helping me, uh, and so I just uh, wrote it out from that point. And uh, what a sweat! <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm going to be honest. If I were you, I would have stayed out all night. I told you and probably taken today. Also, I'm just happy you're here on the show to celebrate with us. We're all super excited for the big winner you had yesterday. It's Valentine's day. So I do hope you're getting your incredible wife, a nice gift after last night's win. (laughs) Now I'm going to go through some of the numbers here, which I find pretty shocking. As we look back on yesterday, obviously the Rams winning the super bowl, they beat the Bengals 23 to 20, 52% of the money line handle came in on the Rams. 44% of the spread handle came in on Rams minus four four and a half. Obviously the Bengals covered, but this is what's crazy. Nine out of 10 States where points bet is available. The most popular bet was the Bengals money line. A lot of people rooting for Joe Burrow and the Bengals coming into yesterday, but one of the best props available on the board that Jay Croucher came on our show throughout the week last week and talked about nonstop action was on the MVP Cooper cup, Cooper cup, anytime touchdown minus two sixty. that of course came home and then 50, close to 50% of the bet count came in on Cooper cup to score two plus touchdowns plus three fifty, which also came home. So Cooper cup was huge. You're wearing the Jersey and uh, obviously came home in the MVP market. Could have got it at plus five fifty. which last week throughout our show, we talked about it a ton and Cooper cup ends up making a lot of people some money Drew. He did. And uh, tipping our hat to uh, Jay Croucher of PointsBet, who last week was, you know, we are going to be market low on Cooper Cup. We will not write. They set the market, right? If you want to bet Cooper Cup, go somewhere else and bet him. We'll write your Aaron Donald tickets. We'll write your Matt Stafford tickets. We'll write your Joe Burrow tickets. But we're going to have the market low price on Cooper Cup. And lo and behold. Cooper Cup is your winner. So uh, they, you know, PointsBet continues to be an outstanding resource in terms of evaluating fair price in the awards markets. For all of our guests we had on the show, and obviously you and some of my props, we killed it. I hope everyone did watching as well. Um, a lot of money and a lot of bets were placed last night, I feel like, between our viewers, people on Twitter that I know follow us, and then all of our guests that came on yesterday, including guys, or last week, including guys like Eric Eager from PFF. So incredible week in Los Angeles. We're now back, and we're going to spin it forward in a bit. But congratulations again, Drew. Epic win. And uh, that was a super exciting game last night. Best halftime show, by the way, I've ever seen. Now, that the edge, you guys. It's expanding. Drew and I are hosting Bet the Edge Game Time on Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern to get you armed with all of the last-minute insight, action, information, and trends you're going to need to make your wagers before the games begin. So be sure to check it out on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel, Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m., Drew. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic to uh, get back into the swing this week. Obviously, we spent so much time talking NFL last week that my excitement to really pivot now and get into the NBA, get into college basketball as we're rounding into March Madness. Talk some golf. Golf has been spectacularly fun lately. Like I'm ready to uh, put the football season in uh, to bed. That makes one of us. I'm sad. I'll be honest. I'm sad, Drew. If I could have 30 weeks of football, I would take it. But we we move forward. The Super Bowl champion is decided, and we could already look forward to next year's Super Bowl champion, Von Delzell, our guy who we got to spend some time with in Los Angeles this week, joins us now. Von, how we doing? How was last night for you at the Super Bowl? Oh, my God. Best halftime show ever, for sure. It's it's hands down. Um, shout out to Corey Parson. His source said Snoop Dogg was going to be wearing white shoes with yellow laces. 
came through exactly yeah, how we how we thought it was. So uh, that was honestly the most exciting thing on my Super Bowl Sunday. I was waiting for that and a Cooper Cup MVP. So it uh, worked out pretty well for me, 9-3 and three overall uh, from our Radio Row pick. So wow, up on Radio Row. Yes. Job, okay. Man. That's, that's awesome to hear. Let's look forward though. This is crazy. Obviously one door closes the next opens in terms of next year, 2022, we can look at the Super Bowl champion already, the favorite Kansas city plus 650, then Buffalo plus 750, the returning Los Angeles Rams 11 to one. And you can go all the way down looking at Tennessee 20 to one. Is there a time that you like to get involved with spinning it forward to next season and looking at the futures market Vaughn? Well, I definitely want to wait and see where some of these quarterbacks end up because we know these quarterbacks are going to be pivotal in a couple of these markets. Uh, for teams like Kansas City and Buffalo, I mean, if you want to jump on those teams, there's no reason not to right away. We know Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the ending of their seasons, are going to give them a lot of motivation heading into the next year. So we already know what that's about. I, I do not feel comfortable backing the Rams to go back-to-back. That's something I do not think is going to happen. Uh, the Packers, you'd want to wait to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. And for teams like the Niners and the Cowboys – I'd be okay with waiting out those teams and probably not betting on them at all unless you see they change something in the uh, postseason moving forward. But Dallas will be an interesting team. Dak Prescott not getting comeback player of the year. That hurt me. Joe Barrow got it. And if you guys heard on on Radio Row a lot, uh, Michael Parsons, all these guys that were visiting, they were saying a lot of things that I thought uh, were very positive moving forward for the Cowboys. And they were saying that, you know, this is Michael Parsons' team now. So uh, the Cowboys, to me, might be a team worth betting if you want to take a long shot. But right now, it's probably just the Chiefs or Bills to me. Okay, fair enough. The um, Certainly, the schedule matters. Certainly, you mentioned that the quarterbacks matter. If you have any kind of uh, you know crystal ball and you can tell what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, <laughs> if he leaves the NFC, then that really does open the door up for the Rams to uh, come back to the Super Bowl being played in Glendale, Arizona next year. So uh, should be uh, fascinating to see how all of this shakes out. Um, opponents obviously matter. It looks to me at least like the AFC West has a tough. So, so if uh, the Super in Arizona, do we bet the Cardinals now? Make it through forward. <laughs> There's far too much drama right now with the Instagram <laughs> of Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals that I'm willing to get involved with the Cardinals. I think the NFC is where you could probably – make a lot more money and find some value. The AFC is just going to bully each other and beat each other up. So I'm going to wait to see where guys like Aaron Rodgers uh, ends up. And a lot of situation, I think, with Miami Dolphins and what they're going to do before I shake through and look at these odds. But it's exciting to spin it forward, but I'm not ready to place a bet. I don't know about you, Drew. Yeah, no, no, same. And there's not, you know, unless you, again, unless you have some inside information. Exactly. The the Aaron Rodgers. Please text me or tweet me if you have inside information. (laughs) That's all I can ask you to do. Like, just call me. Yeah, you probably. The Bengals can make a comeback, go back to back and, you know, make a reappearance or no? I don't know. They have the toughest schedule in a very difficult division. So this is, uh, that's, they they may get back to the playoffs, but uh, I would predict it as a wild card. God, man, look at us breaking down the 2022 NFL season. While you're wearing <laughs> your Cooper Cup jersey. And, <laughs> you know, you like oh, to enjoy like, your win last night for a minute, but it's okay. We I can spin it for March Madness is right around the corner, Vaughn. And as everyone knows, you have your eye very carefully on the college basketball market. Okay. Um, and one team that I feel like you have had a dead read on all season, the Vermont Catamounts. They're playing today, right? Oh, of course. It's that's the only way. That's the only team that should be playing on Valentine's Day. Uh, they are the Vermont Valentines when it comes to me today. We were in Radio Road talking about Vermont. You know, I couldn't go a day without talking about the Catamounts, Drew. But well, this team, look 14 at this. straight wins. 
at Hartford in your in your hometown. I am going back to Hartford, leaving Boston today. I already reached out to Hartford, but they have a strict COVID policy. They won't even let an NBC guy in the building. It's it's a shock, but uh, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. We're gonna watch from two miles away and bet this game anyways. Uh, so Vermont, fourteen straight wins, leading the American East Conference. They have been the hottest team. Their offensive efficiency in conference play would be number one across the nation, better than Purdue right now. That's how efficient this offense plays with guards and forwards at 6'6 or shorter. Uh, so it's going to be a small ball game because Hartford has one guy taller than six foot four in their lineup. So expect these teams to run up and down the court. The Catamounts over has hit 13 of the last 14 games. They're 13-1 and one to the over, and the team total cashes relentlessly, scoring 70 or more in all 14 games. So we are playing Vermont over 74 if if Ryan Davis is playing because this news came out about 30 minutes ago. Their leading scorer at 17.4 points per game has a non-COVID injury as a game-time decision. That's a huge factor in betting the Catamount basketball, a team they crushed already. So wait for the news, but play Vermont over 74 and get it quickly if he is playing because that will be a snag. Yeah, Vermont scored 76 or more points now in 12 of the last 13 games. If he's available, I'll tell you on this. Going against a Hartford defense that's giving up over 72 points per game this season. You love Vermont, and there's another team that we know you love, Vaughn. That's Norfolk State. You talk about them more than I talk about my fiancé, and that says something. So let's go into Norfolk State and get into this team that you've had a read on all season long playing Delaware State, who's struggling 2-19 and this season. Well, Delaware State, you say 2-19, and 19, but those two wins came against non-Division I teams. So they're really 0-19 or 0-17 when it comes to Division I teams. They're, they're not good. We'll put it that way. Ken Palm and Bartorvik rank these teams 357th out of 358. Okay, Yikes. so second-worst team in the country. <laughs> Norfolk wow. State, 12-5-1 ATS on the season, but they've lost the last two ATS. Great spot for them to bounce back. So if you like the spread – I recommend that, but I like the team total over 73 and a half team totals for these mid majors have been my wheelhouse for the past two years. I'm getting back to those. And this team, Delaware state, uh, they are four and ATS as a home dog of 10 or more points this season. Okay. Norfolk state will be the best team they play, but that number is something worth noting. Delaware state turns the ball over drew and Sarah almost 30% of the time this season. That is ridiculous. 30%. Norfolk state does not force turnovers, but today, they will on Valentine's Day. So expect extra possessions, a lot of points for Norfolk State. I like them over 73 and a half points. The two teams you love the most playing on Valentine's Day, by it's the way. Like, it's a happy Valentine's Day for you. Seriously. I mean, I can't, I was going to go out to dinner tonight, but I'm just going to watch basketball now because that is Valentine's Day for me. That's great, man. Yeah, your guys in Vermont, uh, <laughs> top 25 offense in all of college basketball going up against the bottom 25 defense team total over a great look and then sure enough uh if you were wondering who's the only team worse than delaware state it is iupui uh only other team that is ranked that poorly so definitely bet iupui a couple times and won some spreads so uh they're not you know they get the 25 or 26 spreads against the butlers of the world we'll still take that we'll catch that yeah well there's two uh there's a there is another school in the state of indiana that's much better than iupui and that is the purdue boilermakers who are absolutely poised right now to uh if they win the big 10 this is like a team that's getting the one seed um what do you uh make of their opportunity you know chances to go make a deep run in the uh in march madness considering the state of that team 
Yeah, interesting note I found about when I was looking into this. Uh, Purdue's one of the top liabilities for a lot of point or a lot of sports books, including points bet. So that made me feel pretty good when backing Purdue because coming into the season, I was very high on the Boilermakers. Uh, we talked a lot about USC last year because mm-hmm. if you guys remember in Ken Palm and Bartorvik, they had USC a lot higher than how they finished the regular season. Purdue's a team I'm expecting to be similar to that because they have the size and the talent similar to how USC does, but I believe they're a better shooting team, which makes the difference. I mean, Purdue's streaking right now. They've won seven of the last eight. Of course, they have the trio of Ivy, Williams, and Edie that make them such a deep team. But the role players there have also, like Stefanovic and Hunter, uh, give them nice talent, uh, nice depth and talent uh, going over the rest of the season. They beat Illinois twice, Ohio State, Villanova, some really good teams, top 12 in all the models right now. And if you look over their numbers, I mean, they're one of the tallest teams in the country, ranking top 11 in field goal percentage, two-point, three-point, and offensive rebounding percentages. And what's the best thing is they're number one in offensive efficiency this season. The only Achilles Hill, Drew, I know you like teams that shoot free throws in the postseason in March Madness. Purdue and their four losses have shot 71% or worse mm-hmm. in their four losses. So when they're not making free throws, that's an Achilles Hill along with their pick and roll defense. But I think at plus 200, they are definitely the best team in the Big Ten and a good bet to make the Final Four. And I think they'll be a top two seed. Yeah, I think if they're the one or two seed, this is an awesome play right now. Plus 200, huge wins this season for Purdue. Two wins over Illinois. They beat Iowa State and Nova. Uh, I really like this look at plus 200. As I look across the futures market right now to make the Final Four, win the national championship, what have you, is there any other plays that stand out that you think offer value right now before we get closer and closer to March? Yeah, I did want to ask you guys' opinion on one team compared to another because I like Illinois as the next big te- next team in the Big Ten. Now, Illinois obviously was a team that let me down to begin the season, but they've kind of started rallying and getting a lot better. They're ranked number one in the Big Ten right now, which is kind of surprising to me. Down the stretch, they play Rutgers, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Iowa. Now, those teams by brand name seem like a very tough gauntlet of a schedule, but none of those teams are good as they were last year. Iowa's not as good as they were last year. Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan – all those teams constitute as teams taking a step back this season, while Illinois might be taking a step forward with guys like Kofi Coburn, who's been number two in the John R. Wooden Award as the best college basketball player. So I'm looking at Illinois right now as a team to reach the Final Four as well. I like those two in the Big Ten. They might be the two be- the two favorites, but I believe they have the two best offenses in the Big Ten and great defenses as well uh, with so much talent and size, uh, which you guys know I love. So compared to a team like Michigan, I'd rather bet Illinois right now to make the final four over them. My only concern about all of the big 10 teams and weirdly, I was the exception to this rule. None of them force turnovers at an especially high rate, which concerns me about getting upset because if you find yourself at a surprise deficit to some plucky team and you can't turn them over, Uh, and, you know, kind of create a a little bit of run to get yourself back in the game. That's sort of the recipe for being upset. And right now, both Purdue and Illinois are among the bottom in all of uh, college basketball at creating turnovers. The thing, though, is like they play in the Big Ten, and there's a lot of really good, safe, don't-turn-the-ball-over type of teams. So which is it? Is it that they just happen to be playing a bunch of teams that don't turn the ball over, or are they – uh, you know, they, their defense just doesn't create those easy buckets. So um, yep. that's sort of my general kind of, you know, note of concern regarding the Big Ten globally. Yeah, and some people have had concerns over the Big Ten in general throughout the season. I know Tom Casale comes on and, and he talks about the same issue as well. But if you look at the top liability right now at points bet to make the final four, Kentucky's first two to one. 
Purdue is second at that plus 200 mark. Then you go back to the SEC with Auburn plus 175. I think at plus 550, uh, you could certainly take a shot at Illinois to make the final four the way they've been playing as late and have one of the best players in college basketball on their team. Vaughn, miss seeing you in person, but we sure do appreciate the time. Vaughn's on Twitter. You can find all of his plays there and on NBCSportsEdge.com. At Sports is where you could find him on social media. Vaughn, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day to both of you, the Ramley, and of course, Vermont and Norfolk State naturally. I didn't say Ramley today. That's another thing. Ramley, Vermont, Norfolk State, <laughs> those are the three things happening on our show that we spend the most time focusing on. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. We have a special offer I got to give out right now. Uh, NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you an NBA mid-season offer. Get involved with You get 20% off an Edge Plus annual subscription through February when you use the promo code STEW, S-T-E-W, 20. Finish your fantasy regular season strong at such a low price. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus. Use promo code STEW20 at checkout and save today. All right, Drew. Here's the time that I've been waiting for, besides talking about the Ramley. Oh, sure. On the Olympics. See how we're doing, checking in on the Winter Olympics right now overall, how you're handicapping and how your recent plays have been. Yeah, uh, it's been going sideways. <laughs> the, uh, we we're we're on ice skidding out at this point. Uh, no, the uh, a lot of the angles that I had coming in were you know perfect through the first mm-hmm. three four days of the Olympic Games, and then all of a sudden, United States woke up. We woke up and we started winning gold medals. And uh, they, I had us about a ten percent chance to win a gold in the snowboard cross events. We won two. And so that has really thrown uh, my projections into disarray here right now. The United States currently sitting with seven gold medals. So under eight and a half going to be, we're going to be sweating. We're going to be sweating over here. We have, we have 40 more gold medals to award. USA has a realistic shot at women's hockey. Although Canada did beat us head to head once there are, aren't really a lot of events where we are favored. Um, women's bobsled, we're keeping an eye on. Women's hockey, we're keeping an eye on. Those could be the two busters there. There's not a lot of hope for us in terms of any of the other kind of Nordic events or the Alpine events. So it's going to have to be, there's going to be a weird surprise in freestyle skiing or bo- women's bobsled or hockey uh, that, that could take the United States over eight and a half gold medals. Uh, right now, Norway looks 
like they're trending to win most golds, but it's very, very close. Uh, they have a lot of left in the biathlon and the um, uh, a lot left in the biathlon and the uh, cross country. But if you want to pick for an upcoming event, yes, the, I do. Um, there is a fun, fun, fun speed skating event called the Team Pursuit. And right now, through quarterfinals, Japan was the best of the women's teams in the team pursuit speed skating. That said, the Netherlands has the three fastest speed skaters at this in this event, all on the same relay. We have not seen them really have to flex uh, and give us their best. And I think uh, the Netherlands is the dog price right now at plus 300 to win the women's team pursuit in the women's speed skating. Uh, that goes off tonight, and I think uh, the Dutch women really are having a pretty incredible Olympics. This could potentially be the fourth gold medal uh, or the third so far for Irene Schuting, uh, and uh, she has one more left also in the mass start that she should win gold. So uh, keep a, keep an eye open for the Dutch women's speed skaters. Okay, love that. And you said three to one for tonight, correct? Yep, I think that price should be about even. I think it's going to be Japan and Netherlands, and it's going to come down to a very close final. Okay. I'm excited to watch that. Tell you on that for tonight. The Dutch 3-2-1, one of my favorite countries. You know that. been trying to convince you. you got to take your next vacation to the yes. Netherlands coming up through. Um, but we could talk about traveling a different time because we got to get into the NBA. Right now, you have to download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Wednesday's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Pistons and the Celtics. The Kings and Bulls and the Spurs and Thunder. So if you don't have the predictor app yet, download it now. Get involved. 50 grand on the line. You could enter for free for Wednesday's pick and roll contest. Well, I was sad earlier that the NFL has come to an end. Super excited for all the wins and what a successful, fun season it's been here on Bet the Edge, covering the NFL and giving out some of the most, you know, exciting plays and sweats over the last 20 weeks, it seems even more. So we now transition to your your true wheelhouse and that's the NBA. And of course you've been handicapping and covering it all season long, but now I rely on you to give me all the insight I need to catch up and get involved with throughout the rest of the NBA season. And that's where I go for you now to start today with your edge of the day. And don't you dare start by saying it's a tough card, Drew. No, I love today's card. Okay, yay. Uh... You know, it is a tough scene. We only get four days of NBA and they go on a week hiatus also. So next weekend, you're going to be sitting around with you know family staring at each other like, I guess, is there, is there sports on? Is sports on today? It's going to be all college basketball next weekend. Well, I'm okay with that because it is yeah. like if, if I've been, you know, getting into college basketball over the last okay. month, really more so. Right. And okay. it's tricky because after the NFL season, like you really need to flip the switch here, especially with baseball still being in a delay, like you really got to get involved. So I almost think a break from the NBA will help us more in tune with the college basketball slate. I love it. That's fine. We have winners though in NBA Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and we will start with, uh, I think I liked two sides and I went back and forth on these today. One of them, I'm the market is with me. The other, the market is against me. Uh, I liked the, uh, San Antonio Spurs at five that has moved now pretty aggressively down to three and a half. And I like the Toronto Raptors at four that has moved against me. That is also three and a half. Uh, this Toronto Raptors team is very, very good. I do not know why the market continues to disrespect them. Uh, they're going up against a New Orleans Pelicans team that has just turned over a decent portion of their roster at the trade deadline. Larry Nance Jr. not expected to go. 
uh, here after acquiring him. Uh, and so the Pelicans are going to be a little shorthanded. They're a little mm -hmm. bit at the wrong end of things from a fatigue standpoint. And the Raptors are just a darn good team in general. This has moved from four and a half down to three and a half. I think that's the wrong direction. I would have made this a five and a half point game considering who's available. Uh, and realistically, I think the Raptors are just a nice balanced uh, roster in general. Uh, and at full strength uh, outside, yeah, they're basically at 100% strength uh, here. I think the Raptors are going to be able to get a comfortable win in New Orleans and uh, continue to march their way up the standings as they are trying to keep themselves out of a top possible play-in game for the playoffs. I don't even mind when the market goes against you anyway. I mean, it happens once in a while. I would say once a week. And I, I feel like majority of the time, to be quite frank. It's been happening more lately. But you know what? You've come <laughs> out on top. Kind of it's, it's another group, whatever, head-to-head -head with you. But you've come out yeah. on top the last two times you've gone against the market. We were just showing the line move at four and a half, four, come back to three and a half. It has been crazy all morning long. Um, and by the way, our guy, Jay Money, Jay. like the Spurs as well as you. So the two plays for you, taking the Spurs and then the Raptors now three and a half. I think there's value there. We'll take the Raptors playing such good basketball. They just had their eight-game win streak snapped on Saturday when they had that one-point loss to Denver. We'll get back on track. 61% of the handle coming in on the Raptors laying that three and a half. We'll take us to college basketball to close out the show for today. And here we go, Drew. This was a tough, I think, slate for me to get involved with because I looked. I want to place a game on, you know, let's say Kansas for tonight. I couldn't find any value in that line, and it was really mm -hmm. tough. And ultimately, I came across an ACC matchup that I think still offers value on the board. And money's coming on the side I like, which I'll take as a good sign with the market agreement here. I'm going to grab the points with Virginia on the road tonight for quite a few reasons. They're getting four and a half. Played this at five. Still like it at four and a half. I think it'll probably close around four, four and a half. If you look back to the first matchup of the season between these two teams recently, Virginia won by two at home. And we know Virginia, Virginia Tech, not only a rivalry, uh, but also they're very familiar with one another. They're two of the hottest teams, ironically enough, in the ACC right now. And both are making these last minute or, or late season, rather, pushes to get in the bubble just in time for March. And if you look at Virginia and how they've been playing, they have quite a few quality wins as of late. Beat Miami and then Duke. And both teams obviously playing solid. There's nine consecutive wins combined between the two teams. But if you look at Virginia Tech has beaten as of lately, they, they took down a struggling Florida State team. They beat Georgia Tech, who's at the bottom of the ACC. And then they played Pitt twice and got wins in both of those games. I think with both of these teams familiar with one another, they're playing conservative basketball as typically that they do a more defensive, low scoring team. And I like that money's actually coming on the under early this morning. If it's a slower game dictated by defenses, teams playing conservative, they need the wins now to get into the bubble towards the end of February. I'm going to take the points with the underdog. I grabbed the five. I'll grab the four and a half with Virginia on the road playing Virginia Tech. Drew. I support you on this play. Virginia Tech is a weird Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type of team. Yeah. Um, sometimes they just do not show up. And honestly, the fact that both of these teams are probably fighting for one spot, right? They're both win they both they both need this win to protect you know to crystallize their candidacy to be picked for the uh, you know picked for the field of sixty eight. This could be a tight game, and in that game, uh, Virginia's defense uh, definitely could be the deciding factor. So I could see Virginia pulling off the upset here. Yeah. Oh, me too. This opened at around 120, saw it around 119 and a half, currently on the board at 118 and a half. So people also liking the under makes me like the points a little bit more with the road dog in Virginia. Our plays are locked in for tonight. Love the NBA plays. That's my college basketball play. Um, what are you doing? I know you celebrated a little bit last night, but we got we to gotta tell the people here. Any plans for tonight, Valentine's Day? Like, are you going to celebrate anymore? 
Oh man, for sure. Of course. This is, uh, this was as fun of a run as I could remember having as a sport. I live vicariously through you. This is the most yeah. fun I've ever had on a run true. This is, this is, this is just awesome. Awesome. Good time. And, um, I'll, re- you know, I'll come back to earth tomorrow <laughs> and get some work to. done. Uh, but today, yeah, we're going to, uh, we're going to soak it in. It is still beautiful here. We're getting 80 degree weather, no, no wind. I'll probably go out on the water for a little really, bit. Really, really jealous. Girl. I was a mess yesterday. I was such a mess, uh, you know, just a nervous wreck all day yesterday. So I think, uh, I will, I will take the opposite tack today and, and really blow off some steam. We're good friends through and I was hesitant to text you even right when the game was coming to the end. I was like, I need to wait till that, you know, the clocks run out before I text Drew. I don't want any funny business going on until I know my guy Drew has the win. So goodbye, you. I am so jealous you're still in California. Um, such a fun week, all of us being together in Los Angeles. We're back, though. We're transitioning now to the NBA and college basketball and so much more here on Bet the Edge. Congratulations to Drew again and everyone that tailed a ton of our picks. It was such a fun NFL season. We uh, will be back tomorrow. Same time, same place here on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Until then, best of luck with all your bets, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.